0: Welcome to SportsBeat KC, the Kansas City Star sports podcast presented by First Federal Bank. It's Thursday, May 26th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. It's always good to hear from the Chiefs, and when we do, so do you. On today's SportsBeat KC, you'll hear from quarterback Patrick Mahomes, tight end Travis Kelsey, and head coach Andy Reid. You'll hear a variety of topics covered in a press conference setting. Mahomes and Kelsey were asked several questions about the team's newcomers, and the pass and catch get together in Texas with quarterbacks and receivers. Also, you'll hear Mahomes talk a little smack about the upcoming golf tournament, the match. I think it's coming up next week with, uh, of course, with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Mahomes' partner Josh Allen. Okay, let's get started with Mahomes, followed by Kelsey, and then Andy Reid. Patrick, can you talk about um,
1: just what. you got out of the guys working out together in Texas and why you wanted that to be the setup?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, first off, I think we got some chemistry in. Um, Just getting with those guys um, for uh, almost a month and uh, working out with them, throwing with them. We'd go to lunch, go to dinner, stuff like that. You kind of build that chemistry, and I think a big part, uh, especially our offense, is having that chemistry on the field, being able to know what the guy's doing without having to talk about it. Um, and uh, I think it's translated. I mean, so far in the practice that we have, we feel like we're on the same page and, and uh, kind of having that chemistry, and we're going to keep building on that.
3: Patrick, what? Well, in the first look at this new offense, it seemed like you're really in sync with Marquez. Um, mm-hmm. what, why did what? What would led to that? Do you
2: think that so soon to just be so have such a rapport right now? Yeah, I think it's been really cool. Um, I mean, those are. I mean, him, Juju. Some of those guys were down there. I mean, every day, pretty much. And uh, uh, I think the first day, Juju had a big day. He got a lot of big catches down the sideline. And then the second day, Marquez got a big day. And so uh, I think that's what you're going to see at this offense this year. Is it's going to be everybody. It's not going to be one guy. I mean, obviously, Travis is going to still get a lot of completions, a lot of yards, but I think the whole receiving room um, is going to have big days, and I think that could be something that we can use to our advantage. What do you think being able to just
3: spread the football out, you know, in in that sense is going to do for the offense maybe even? push it to to new
2: heights yeah I think I think we're gonna be different I think at the you saw last year um defenses had started to formulate a good game plan at least at the beginning of the season of trying to kind of maintain stopping Tyreek and stopping Trav and uh we had to find ways to have success other ways so we can get those guys open I think this year will become different where you're not going to know where you're going to get the the deep ball from you're not going to know where you're going to get the short pass from because we have a lot of different guys that can do it all so uh I think having all those guys I think it'll help us get more of those deep throws that we've been accustomed to Coach okay. Reed talked about your maturity.
4: Um, how, how important was his trust in you to be able to have those guys down in Texas? Yeah,
2: yeah, we talked. We, we talked about it, and he he had the trust in me to get the guys there. Uh, I thought it was cool because when you're in the building and um, you you see each other, but you're still with different coaches, uh, you have certain meetings you have together, certain meetings you don't have together. And to be able to get down there and just be with those guys at all times, talk through how I see routes, and then them get to go to the virtual meetings and listen to how the coaches explain routes, it helps you get a a better understanding for each other. So I think that was the biggest thing is um, him trusting in us to get our workouts in, get our bodies right, uh, run the routes, get a head start, and then when we got in here we we could play fast, and I think that's what we've done
5: you have you been
2: able to find out about guys that you hadn't played with yeah i found out a ton i mean these guys are smart i think that's that's been a big thing for me um marquez juju Corey coleman all, all these all these guys that these new guys that we have in the building they're smart they work hard and they want to compete um there's it's a very deep receiving room i mean uh it's hard to tell which guys you're going to make it because we have so many good receivers. And so uh, that's what you want. You want that competition. You want guys competing every single day to try to make the roster because they're going to help us in the end.
6: Is that a new trend now? I mean, you know, you're know, doing that, taking your players down to – uh, Texas, Deshaun taking his teammates down to the Bahamas and stuff like that, to where uh, not only you build a rapport, but again, you are getting a chance to get get to know these players and and see what the likes dislikes are, see what you can and can't do with the players and stuff. Yeah,
2: and I think you see in especially those two situations, but a lot around the NFL is you're getting a lot of different new quarterbacks and new places, you're getting new receivers and new places, and so you want to build that chemistry fast. And you want to have success, and uh, I think the best way to do that is get away from the building. I mean, in the building everybody's in their P's and Q's. Everybody's trying to be the best they can be, but you want to be with someone outside the building, see what their family's like, see what kind of how, what they like, what their interests are. Um, and uh, for me, uh, just being able to have them down in Texas, I got to show them a little bit of the Dallas Mavericks and everything like that. So we, uh, we, we get to s- show them uh, how, how we do it down in Texas too.
6: But I said there was footage of you at the, at the soccer game with them. I mean, yeah. how often do you see yourself doing that throughout the year? You know, with, with your mm-hmm. teammates and stuff like that, attending events like that.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's gonna be important. Um, Especially getting to the, them to see KC and the passion that the fan bases have out here. Uh, I mean, they they want to be a part of this just as much as anybody, and uh, they are now. And so, uh, for for me, just I, I ask guys, I'm just like, hey, I'm going to start game, y'all wanna come? And that thing was full. Everybody wanted to be there. Um, and so uh, stuff like that. We've I've went to Royals games. Uh, we we've, we're gonna get around the get around the city and get to see everything about it. and I'm gonna introduce these guys to everything, and they'll fall in love with it just like I did. Now,
5: is there early is Sorry, Pat, there's a lot of discussion about Justin Ross and his process to get here. It's, mm-hmm. it's obviously early, but just what are your first impressions of passing the ball to him, seeing how he sees the offense, and obviously knowing the talent he was in college mm-hmm. before the injuries?
2: Yeah, I mean, you still see the talent. I think that's the first thing. I mean, I know people saw the catch on Twitter, but, I mean, it's just the way he catches the football out of the air. Um, he snatches it. There's no drops, everything like that. And now it's about him learning – the NFL offense. I mean, that's how it is for every rookie when they come in. Is you, you don't see that, that top talent that they can be until they learn and they can just play fast. Um, and I, I think you, I think you you've seen that. You've seen the splashes of how talented he can be, and then you've seen times where he's just I'm just barely off of what we wanted. And he learns from that. He doesn't make that same mistake. Um, and so, just the more and more reps that he gets, I, I can only imagine how good he's going to be because of the talent that he that he possesses. There,
5: there's a there's a there's an interesting dynamic going on where. You know, most of the guys are here, obviously on offense. Mm-hmm. Can you see the difference of the cohesion and the offensive line, considering there were so many new guys last year? Mm-hmm. And then, how many, how much discussion have you had with Orlando about his situation, and how eager are you to sort of get him back into the
2: fold? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you see the offensive line, you see the difference already. I mean. It's clear Those guys are like One unit man They're always together Uh, They're always They go to different events together They eat dinners Like once a week I mean they're they're, If you talk about Offensive line in a unit I mean that's what it is And uh, that's why we have They did so well last year And they'll continue to do well And Orlando I talk to them like Once At least once a week I mean he he's a guy that loves football. There's no doubt about that. And, and that all, off the field stuff, I mean, you, that happens in every organization, every team. Um, but I, I know he wants to be here. He wants to be a Kansas City Chief. And uh, I mean, he he wants to be on that football field more than anybody. I know Cup, we're not, yeah. you, know we're not Cup, a couple. I know a couple more guys. Week, but, Let's move it
6: around a little. Bit. Uh, but of course, you got the you know the match coming up next week. Brady's been you know doing some stuff on social media, talking stuff on social media. What what exactly? How did that come about? And then, you know, what can we
2: expect next week? Yeah, I, I've been talking to those guys for a couple of years uh, now, and it, it worked out well where I was able to go out there and play the game that I love and and golf, uh, play against other quarterbacks, which will be fun, and we give a block back to charity, which is a big part of that thing. Um, and so uh, to be able to do that, it's going to be really cool to get out there with those guys and uh, me and Josh go out there and get a dub. <laughs> Uh, against the old guys. Uh, they've, been, they've been trying to talk trash, but you can tell it's either scripted or old jokes that they found on Twitter. So uh, when we get on that golf course and we get to really talk trash, I know me and Josh are going to do that, and we're going to the, win the match as well. Go ahead. Here we go, last four.
4: You had a throw today to 84 Justin Watson in the mm-hmm. corner of the end zone there. This time of year, especially with new players that you're working with for the first time young players, how important are plays like that to building confidence in those guys, and how important is it to the receiver to get confidence in plays like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, Watson's been a i mean—a a pleasant surprise. Would they say a pleasant surprise? I mean, that that, that dude can roll. I, I remember he came down of Texas, and I threw with him the first day, and I, I called—I called Veach, and I was like, "Wait, how fast is this guy?" Because he was—he was running so fast that I, I was late on all my throws. Um, and so he's got out here these first few days, had two great days. Um, we have a lot of, like I said, we have a lot of guys in that receiving room that, like, that are going to make, if they don't make our team, they're going to make other teams. Um, and so uh, we have a lot of talent in that room. Um, we have reps like this where we're rotating a lot of different receivers in. You get to see the guys step up and make plays. Um, and uh, today he made a big play in the, in the corner of the end zone. So uh, it, it is important to have these guys, let them get chances, and when they get their chances, they're going to go out and try to make the most of them. Patrick, you were
4: involved a lot with HBCU bowl and everything mm-hmm. involved in that, and there were four HBCU players drafted, uh, you know, this past year. Just how happy are you? To see the progress involved with HBCUs, with everything you've been in, in your involvement with, and to see the Chiefs actually draft an HBCU player first as well, you know, and the history of the Chiefs with HBCU players. How, how are you
3: excited?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it was super exciting for me. I mean, when you look back and they didn't have a player drafted last year, uh, and then now to have some have four guys going. I mean, you just wanted to shed light on these guys. I mean, they're guys that are, are super talented. Um, they're they're playing in a competitive uh, competitive division, and uh, you want to give them that platform. I think the HBCU whole game gave them that and you saw that they got on that platform they made plays happen uh, they had the combine as well and then you got four guys getting drafted and more in in camps and so uh, uh, I think just kind of giving them that light and then letting them go do what they've been doing and they've been doing it for a long time so uh, we gave them that platform and they made the most of it.
7: Patrick how much more are you enjoying this offseason? I mean one there's no more COVID so you can get together with the guys right and you're not dealing with rehabbing for the foot surgery but Sterling's a little bit older, so you're not having to deal with the newborn moments that every parent knows. You're married. You know, some of those pieces are falling into place. So just are you feeling more subtle as a person? How does that maybe help you uh, as a
2: football player? Yeah, I mean, first off, the no, the no surgery and being able to train right out the gate uh, was huge for me. I feel like I'm in a way better spot uh, physically. Uh, I feel like my golf game's in a better spot I get to play more. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it's it's been cool. I mean, uh, getting to hang out with all these guys in Texas. Um, Sterling... Uh, obviously being older she has that personality now she she can walk it's like she started walking and then all of a sudden I'm like I'm like having to play defense because she's everywhere she's sprinting everywhere um but uh just I mean it's been it's been cool to be back to normal uh back to where you can hang out with these guys hang out with the family hang out with the friends and uh and play football I mean you can't beat it Sam I wanted
1: to ask just one more thing about getting together with the guys are you like calling plays down there like how, how do you organize that aspect
2: of it yeah we started out um we were just going through plays so we talk about the route how we run the route versus these coverages uh how we run the route based off what what the concept is and then by the end of it we call we would call the play and then talk through it two two guys at a time shane was with me a lot of the time we had quarterbacks down there so we, we could really throw like two guys at a time they could run the routes off each other um and i thought i thought it was a good way to like i said it i mean there's one there's one way when the coach is teaching it and, there, and then there's a way whenever i I get to explain how I'm thinking, and uh, their job is to, to learn how to run it the how way the coach, the coach wants and then to be on the same page as me, and I thought that was a good way to start that.
1: Last one, Herb.
2: It was, it was, oh, like, sorry. A, it was like a month long, though. Yeah, it was like a month long. We, I think we did four weeks, and, and those guys, were I mean, they were there pretty much the whole time. Herb.
0: Patrick, on, on Tuesday, you took to Twitter and expressed uh, condolences and some heartbreak over what occurred down there in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's only like five hours from your mm-hmm. hometown. How much do you plan to do anything um, for that community or are there plans to do something for the
2: community from the, as a native texas yeah yeah there there's there's plans i mean there's we have people from Texas Tech that have already reached out to me that are from that area that are that have that they have great plans for their foundations of giving back and to those those families um but I mean you just you want to we have to find a way as a nation that we we can bring this I mean it's never going to completely stop but but lower the the cases of all these people going out and, and shooting, especially, especially these, these kids. I mean, they have no chance. I mean, they're just living their life trying to, trying to grow up. And as a father now, I mean, it's, it's scary. I mean, it's scary for all of us to, whenever you're taking your kids to school and you want it to be a safe place and stuff like this is happening day after day. And I, I we just don't want to come, people say, it, but you don't want to come numb to it. You don't want to just be able to, Oh, condolences. And then all of a sudden we're practicing the next day and like nothing happened. I mean, you want to make sure that we're, we're holding people accountable that we do, whatever the steps are. I don't know the steps. I'm not going to act like I do to, to try to minimize this as much as possible.
4: Travis, this is a, your first chance to be around a lot of these young players at, this, at these OTAs yeah. these, these couple of weeks. What have you seen so far, as some of the, the new guys, especially?
8: Um, guys flying around, and that's all you can really ask for. Is uh, you know they come into the building, they understand uh, the type of energy that we have here. Um, a lot of the new guys, uh, especially the young guys coming from college ball. Um, you know they they're not used to how we work here and it's just a little bit more professional a little bit more attention to detail but we still like to fly around and have a good time and um that's what you saw today just guys trying to trying to get into it and uh, enjoy you know being around each other and building this thing
1: Travis, what do you see out of the a lot of the new receivers changing most about
8: the way you guys are able to operate um well I mean we're still at the beginning stages of you know the the installs the the yeah. beginning part of the playbook just trying to get guys to to understand where to line up and how to how to you know play fast from there so it's uh it's still developing but it's just it's it's awesome to see uh guys like quez and and juju come in with the type of mentality they they've they've came in with the professionalism the want to to know how to get things going and then just the work ethic out there getting a little uncomfortable every single day to you know really build that that machine so we're out there uh playing fast we got you, you guys
5: coaching and, uh and
4: Patrick about you guys being down in Texas um how much carryover do you see oh yeah you know being out
8: there I mean it helped mm-hmm. get guys uh, rolling a little bit quicker got us acclimated um as like teammates you know the chemistry was already there great great guys are coming into the building and um from there it's just you know figuring out uh how coach Reed wants to utilize us all and uh yeah, that's where that's where we're at right now with the uh, with the new guys. if you're interested in having
9: wrinkles every year in the offense, but I I wonder if you feel like by the time this is all said and done this might be a little more a little more
8: just because of the change of that's personal. the excitement in my mind. I, I think it, it has to be a new offense. I think that's what Coach Reed and the offensive staff uh does and even spags on the defensive side, you know, they they look at the personnel that they have um and don't get caught up in their specific scheme. They try and m- build a scheme around the pieces that they got. And, uh, and that's going to be the excitement of, you know, what's new this year. As teams are going to have to see how we're, how we're going to come out and attack them. And um, with a guy like 1-5 out there who, who knows where to go with the ball, I think, it's, uh, I think it can be an advantage for sure.
5: Travis, how much of that do you think involves you and your, your responsibilities? I hope, like? a, I
8: hope a whole lot. Yeah, <laughs> ask me. I want to be out there every, every chance I can get to try and help this team win, man. I,
5: I just mean in terms of, like, if you're saying the offense is new, if it has to sort of morph into something different, how much do you think that involves you, even though there are new pieces sort of around you?
8: Yeah, I feel like I've had to evolve week in, week out, year in, year out. That's just the mentality that I have to always try and find a new way that Coach Reed can utilize me. Um, That's kind of been my, uh, where where I'm I'm most prideful, is be able to move all over the field, in the backfield, out wide, uh, obviously in the traditional tight end situations. Um, And that's Really, this entire offense has evolved into everybody being everywhere, um, attacking you with all these different routes. And and you know what? That's that's why I love being here, because you get that opportunity to um, always get the defense to second-guess exactly what you're doing.
3: Travis, we know that uh, Tyreek was a a big personality. How different has has this process initially felt, and and what would be maybe – I don't know if I want
8: to say identi- uh, identity, identifying the, the of the new room. I mean, it's still, it's still fun out there. I and mean, it's still high energy, guys flying around, enjoying, you know, making plays. Um, a, lot of, a lot of thinking right now, you know, in the beginning stages of the playbook. Guys not just out there, you know, playing fast and fun. They're really more so thinking about exactly how they are going to run a certain route or how they're going to get lined up and leaving the huddle, trying to, you know, just piece together what they just heard. So it's just uh, – Trying to keep everybody, you know, still in the mode of enjoying what they're doing out there, uh, and let them know that this uh, this is fun, man. When we're rolling, it's uh, it's a blast. Travis, to see Jody out there again, you know, what's that? Jody F, that man. Team to see out there eight eight, man. He's uh he's one of the hardest workers I know, and it's uh he's relentless with it. He, he's his uh, his his want and knowledge for the game to always try and get better, and then on top of that, to pass it along to guys that you know uh, haven't had the reps. You know you could see that in him and being a leader and it's just uh it's fun watching him uh get back out there and have some more fun because when he's he's flying around out there man he's there's a lot of energy out there on the field
9: what was, what was your first reaction
8: to Tyree being
9: gone and what kind of communication have you had with
8: him man it was uh i mean it was i don't want to say disappointed but it was i, I was sad man it was you know i've i have, i've came into this building for the past i think what six years seven years. Uh, going to work with that guy, and it's just you know, it's just different world. Uh, thinking about what this team would be without him, but now it's um, we're rolling, and, uh, and I can see a vision for sure. Are you in touch with him a bit? Um, here and there, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's a relationship I don't think I'll ever I'll ever lose for sure.
7: What was your uh, What was your favorite part about the time together with
8: the guys at Tech? Um, just to see how hard they work. Really? Their attention to detail, that was exciting for me to see, you know, we're getting professionals coming in this building that wanna wanna, you know, get better, find ways to, to be great.
3: The Justin Ross catch on, on Twitter you, you not know, saw it and co tweeted and requested more juice. What was it like? More juice,
8: man. He was out there just, he, you could tell he had been through a few routes in a row, and then he runs this double move deep route, and he just catches it with ease and just just gets gasping for air. I'm like, man, you make a catch like that, you got to let every, everybody know what you just did, man. You can't just make a casual catch like I'm like, damn, that was kind of deflating to see you just kind of run back to the huddle like that, man. I need you to fuel me with life, man. Get hype. Chad's 36. Winchester's a
6: couple of
4: weeks older than you are. You're number three as far as the oldest guys on this team. Yeah, this is voluntary. What keeps you out there for the voluntary OTAs? And I love it, what man. What keeps you young,
8: man? I love it, man. I've, uh, I've always had a, a love for competition, getting better, the, the work ethic um, that I've gotten really from my family, my brother. I, I saw how professional he was when, even when he was in college and the type of attention to detail he had. And when you do the things, you start to lead your life in the right way. It just, it's a steady incline of uh, of getting better at whatever craft that you choose. And um I chose football and I, I feel that year in, year out and uh I I just love it man. Are I there love things it. you
3: have to do different now
8: And on top of that, I mean we got new guys in this building. I'm I'm trying to, you know, win some ball games here. So you're you're gonna see me in this building, you know, just trying to help out any way I can. You
5: talked about getting better I'm sorry, go. Ahead. No, i was gonna say are
4: there things you have to do different now at your age? Just to keep yourself kind of fresh. I think the
8: biggest thing is all recovery. It's all just uh, you know Making sure that the body's at its peak at all times, and that's the that's the biggest thing. That's probably the the one thing that I've asked uh, tight ends or or the guys before me, um, even my brothers, two years older than me, kind of going through the same things. It's just you know trying to trying to find ways to recover and get the body back to f- 100% um, day in day out, week in week out, and uh, you just focus on certain things throughout your career that you know work for you, and uh, yeah i uh, I think I found a groove that's uh that's worked pretty good. You talked about getting better uh Titan University is coming back oh yeah year. uh
4: how much do you just embrace the camaraderie and also embrace the mentorship of
8: the other tight end i'm to be honest man i don't even see it as mentorship for me i i 'm like a little kid uh tight end you man it's just so much fun being around uh guys that uh that all you know are working for the same thing we 're all trying to do the same thing we're all trying to get better at the same craft and it's um it's fun, just you know, passing around the knowledge that I have, and but also you know, absorbing everybody else's stories, their what they've been through in their journeys. Um, hopefully, we get some uh, the, some some new faces to speak this year, and it's uh, and it's going to be it's going to be a blast. I already know it is. It it was last year, and I'm pretty sure everybody's pumped up for it again this year.
7: Actually, there might be another thing. First, do you have any reaction to Kittle basically saying that you're criminally underpaid after seeing what happened to the wide receivers? And then also, uh, what are your plans for watching
8: the match next week? Yeah, Kittle's. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate Kittle saying that because you know that's my guy, and he always wants to see every tight end get paid as much as you know the the their production is. But at the same time, um, I signed my contract understanding what uh, what I had, and uh, at the same time, you know I um I put a lot into this man, and 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 money is uh I. I Money in my mind is almost a, a secondary at this point in my career. I'm just I'm I'm here for the legacy and I'm here to try and make the Kansas City Chiefs the best team possible, man. So I'm that's my main focus. That's why I'm here. And uh what was the second question again? What are your plans for watching the match next week? Um I'm gonna try and be out there, man, and heckle Pat and the in <laughs> the gang and see see if I can get any Action on on live TV. I have no idea, actually. Um, (laughs) Haven't haven't really thought much about that. Haven't really thought much about that. I hope Pat brings it home, him and Josh. How's the game? I mean, we already won one tournament on that course, so (laughs) who knows, man. You might get a second dub.
4: Travis, I don't know if you've seen this, but there was an interview today with LaShawn McCoy where he was talking about his time here in Kansas City. Mentioned that he kind of butted heads with Eric Bieniemy, and he says the reason that he hasn't gotten a head coaching job is because of the relationships he has with players. I know he's not the easiest guy to play for, right? I mean, do you think that has hurt him in his.
8: Uh, I haven't seen the interview. I haven't seen the interview. Um, I, uh, I think everybody has their own personal relationships, you know, throughout their journey throughout life. I know um, some people that have said bad things about others that I've absolutely adored. Um, and um I think this would be a situation if he did say i don 't even really know what he said, but if he 's saying you know bad things about him, I know I have a great relationship with him um, i 've even butted heads with him, but at the same time, I know what that guy 's about, and that guy 's about working hard for the for the whole of the team and making sure that everybody 's accountable and on top of that, he 's just a passionate guy he 's a competitor. You know, one of the best competitors that, I, that I've that i ever met because of how hard he works and how much uh, attention to detail that he has.
4: You spent your entire career in and around with him. Mm-hmm. You don't think anything you've seen from him in dealing with players
3: should prevent him from being a head
4: coach?
8: Not a chance. No.
3: A couple more guys. Well, Pete and then Sam. Uh, so that uh, the Eagles are drafted a center, your brother was seemed, seemed to be all about that. And Last year it took Neil Gray. Just how is even developing under you. I uh, had a kind of a quiet year,
8: but it, it seems like this could be a, a bigger year for him. Oh, team. yeah. I mean, Noah's, man, it's, it's fun. We got a fun tight end room, man. With Noah, Jody uh, on, on the rise and just seeing them develop uh, week in, week out. Um, it's, uh, it's cool to see Noah, his professionalism in the building because he's far beyond my uh, <laughs> silly self. Especially my, my rookie year, my second year in the league, uh, he's way more professional than I ever was. So seeing him progress as fast as he, as he has and last year being very productive for us in a lot of situations, um, especially even when the game is on the line, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's cool to see where he's, he's gotten and it's, you know, it's going to be fun to see where he takes it to the next level. Because uh, his work ethic, I mean, when you work that hard and you have that much attention to detail, you have no, uh, no choice but to go up. Will Jody and
3: Noah be at end University?
8: Um, I, that's a question you have to ask them. I know they got the invite for sure.
1: Sam, Travis, how long were you in the, the Dallas whenever you guys were
8: working out um, I think it was about two weeks I was down there, uh, like uh, three days out of the week. I think that was probably, it was like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for two, three weeks.
1: You just mentioned the professionals in the first two years you had in the league, but do you feel like just making a point to attend something? I mean, you already have a connection with Patrick, obviously. Too. Making a point to that is just part of, you know, setting an example.
8: I'm sorry, I I didn't. Do
1: you feel like attending that, you know, is, is part of just trying to set an example, trying to get to know the other guys? I mean, oh,
8: just showing up I'm th- down in Dallas? Yeah. I think that, I don't know, I I was trying to get better too. I mean, heck, it passed on. him. I'm down to go get some routes or loosen it up, you know, go to work, throw the ball out in the yard, you know. Let's just go play catch. I don't care, man.
6: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey,
0: this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e edition. Go to kansascity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening.
9: All right, good to see everybody. Um, we got a, a few injuries. Uh, or sickness we've had a couple muscle pull things but uh nothing nothing that uh is big and it is the off season so i'm just gonna leave, leave it at that um you know listen our hearts go out for the, these tragedies that are that have taken place here the last couple of weeks and and uh you know whether it was in new york or texas i mean that's a um it's a shame that that's where things are at but um i, I know through good people they'll we'll get that all straightened out. And those families, you know, again, our hearts go out to them, so. With that, um, it's great to have these guys back in here. We've had a good turnout. Uh, they're working hard within the rules of what you can do, so, um, and, and they're competing the best they can, uh, but, you know, again, within the rules. So, uh, it's good to introduce all this new stuff to uh, to the new players and they seem to be very responsive picking it up and uh, they had some carryover from phase two to phase three uh, which is which has been good to see that but that time's yours
4: Cody when you see the receivers out there you had a good keen eye on them what are you seeing from some of the guys and how they're just trying to all mesh them together
9: yeah they kind of like what I see Um, big big guys um, that they can run and play physical you know again with the the rules. There's no bump and run, so <clears throat> they haven't had to answer that part of it. But um, you know, they, they're big, strong guys. And I, I kind of, I mean, I like that. What I'm seeing. Uh, again, I think it's important. The more reps we can get with them and Pat, I think that's that helps. So.
7: Didn't, I'm sorry.
9: Hey, for, Didn't see McCall <clears throat> up there. Yeah, McCall. He, he's one of the ones that he tweaked the hamstring uh, early there. So yesterday.
4: Coach Patrick okay. had the opportunity to Albert, Tony, work with some of those receivers and running
9: backs in Texas. Do you see a lot of carryover from that today? I'll
4: say that one more time. Oh. Patrick I had the to okay. opportunity to work with. Yeah, yeah.
9: You can see the yeah the times that he he worked with the guys in Texas uh, that has carried over. He was able to hit the base routes. You know, they weren't able to. Uh, they did a little bit of putting the routes together, but some of the new things. Um, you know Pat's working through with them, and uh, it's been it's been good. I mean the way better execution. Uh, than you think for a bunch of new guys together,
6: coach. With all the new <clears throat> offensive players that you're going to have this year, what's to do for you? I mean, I, you know, they, they consider you an offensive mind. Do, do you like staying up late at night trying to design new plays, knowing that you got bigger, bigger, more physical receivers than what you've had in, in the previous years? Year? <throat> what, what type of challenges? is it? Yeah,
9: so we got we've got a lot in the um, that we've shown over the years here. So we've covered a lot of bases with the the volume of plays that we've had. So we've, we're able to dust a few things off and put them back in and uh, that maybe are more conducive to a bigger player. But um, other than that, I mean, it's kind of the same same stuff we've been doing. Uh, these guys have fit right in doing it. <clears throat> uh, the one one thing that you notice is that they've got size, but then they can run also. And that's, uh, there's good speed out there, which, which helps.
6: On a, on a housekeeping note, the league uh, a few months ago at their meeting back in March, uh, I guess mandated an offensive assistant. Where are you all at in the <coughs> of that and have you are you all looking at like any HBCU coaches to give them that one year internship.
9: Yeah, so Danny Williams was promoted into that That's spot. He was kinda of doing that anyways, but he's promoted into that spot. Yeah, so um, and he's he's been in the quarterback room and and, uh, and played it in college and so on. So he's a nice uh, nice addition. He's doing just a, a bit more on the offensive side than what he was.
6: And then what the, what the league had this past week with Eric going out there, what is it that <clears throat> he would pick up differently than, you know, he's had enemies over the last few years? I mean, what about this meeting that these past two weeks, is he going to get any different?
9: <clears throat> yeah, so I talked to E.B. and I also talked to Tim Terry, who also went out there from uh, the general manager standpoint. So they have both head coaching and general manager teaching session. Um, both guys said it was phenomenal. Both guys have been around so they've seen different programs that have taken place but they're really impressed by what the league presented to them and uh, my hat goes off to the owners for showing up and being there and help educate um, I think that's very important um, and, and it's not talk I mean they were there and they, they were sharing things that they look at um, as owners um, and when hiring a head coach and a general manager invaluable so uh, I'm, I'm glad it worked out well. I know Troy Vincent, or Roger Goodell but a lot of time organizing it, and it really came off well.
3: Coach, when it comes to uh, Orlando Brown Jr. and less about his attendance today because obviously it's voluntary. But how has that been going? Was there any update when it comes to maybe the talks with
9: him? Um, no, you know he's still working to get an agent. is what he's doing. He's interviewing these different people. So once he gets that taken care of, we'll be able to be able to roll. Um, I know he's working out um, down in Florida, so he is getting his workouts. Out.
3: Coach, you had mentioned during rookie mini camp you had hoped Sky Moore would be ready for uh, OTAs. It seems like he was kind of limited out there. Was yeah. that because of a setback, or
4: are you just? Oh, he he,
9: he hurt his hamstring before he got here. He hurt his hamstring a bit. he's, he's got big hamstrings to hurt. So I mean, he, he's <laughs> built on that lower body. So um, we're just letting that thing heal up, and then. He's, he's chomping at the bit to get in there and go, but I'm just kind of letting that ride right now.
1: Andy, with the big wide receivers, you mentioned maybe dusting off some old plays. Yeah. Was there some self-scout that told you in the off-season <clears throat> that there was a point of emphasis to you maybe some bigger targets?
9: No, that, that's kind of what was there, and the guys we liked. and it just you know, We've got a little bit of everything for everybody if, that we can draw from. And so, uh, you know, we, we dusted a few things off for the bigger guys. And, that we think they do well after watching their tape, and uh, so we'll put a couple things in there. Can't tell you what they are. We'll put them
5: <laughs> with, with the secondary, Andy, um, you know, it's the first chance that you're getting to look at a guy like Trent McDuffie and then Justin Reed sort of playing off of one another. Just what have you seen so far? And and someone else I just wanted to ask you about is uh, just where's Logerius right now and sort of this off-season process? Yeah, he's getting, he's healing
9: up and getting better. He's doing some of the things versus air out there, so. <clears throat> he'll be all right, he's just getting, it needs to be a little bit stronger, and he'll be, he'll be good to go. Um, with the new kids, uh, we're throwing them right in and giving them a chance to see uh, what this NFL thing's about. And uh, they, they've had some good plays, they've had some plays they got to work on. Uh, but uh, potential, and I'm not big on, but it looks like they've got, uh, you know, they've got good potential, great attitudes, very smart, uh, and work hard. So uh, it's just it's a matter of getting in and seeing everything. Coach, I don't think you've seen this or I don't know if you've been made
4: aware of this, but Leshawn McCoy was on a radio show this morning talking about his time here and kind of having a rift with Eric the Enemy, and he says that's the reason that Eric hasn't gotten a job because of his relationships with some players <coughs> If we haven't seen, if you've seen that, and Eric, even if you haven't seen that, what do you think about the way Eric is with players in the room? I know it would be demanding,
9: right? Yeah, sure. Now that's, uh, and sometimes it's hard on a, a veteran player that maybe their 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 level performance level isn't what it used to be, and it's hard to take sometimes. But he, he he's gonna push it and try to maximize what you have got. Um, that's one of his strengths. He's no different than he is with you guys. He's gonna come in and shoot you straight. Sometimes you want to hear it, sometimes you don't. And, uh, you know, I'm a big LaShawn fan. I, he's, in my eyes, he's a future Hall of Fame running back. If you look at statistically, he was tremendous. So. Um, but he wasn't the youngest pup, in, 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 you know, in the kennel here, man. He was he was uh, on backside, and sometimes that's hard to take.
4: You don't think Eric's got any issues dealing with players that's holding him back from being a head coach?
9: No, nah, you know, I mean, you've been here. You've seen it, um, how, he, how he does, and you can see the love that the players have for him. I mean, he's got all these guys standing up for him and, and saying positive things. Um, you know, so that's, that's what it is. Yeah, he's, a, he's a heck of a football coach, and, uh, you know, I'm disappointed that he hasn't had a chance, uh, but I'm optimistic that he's going to have one in the future.
5: So. You know, uh, a couple more guys, sorry. With the way this was set up, uh, obviously differently than years past, obviously trying to get back to normal allowing Pat and the guys to sort of work in Texas, was there anything that you in talking with Pat could take from that that can be applied here? Is it a smoother <coughs> transition just uh yeah. what do you feel like you gather or the guys themselves gather before you obviously got a more team yeah, well, I, environment?
9: yeah no, I thought it was uh it was important that they got together um we We did things with them virtually, which I took as a learning from the last couple of years so I felt comfortable doing that I knew they were going to work out they had a workout facility <clears throat> and um, you can see that they got things done um, yeah, I think it's from my standpoint to them it shows some trust that I have in them and uh, it, it's a it, it's a long season that we've put together over the last few years so which means it's a short off season and I, I think sometimes it's not bad just to Step back an inch, and then you saw you guys felt the energy out there today. It's like ridiculous right now. So, uh, we're getting these positive practices right now with a tremendous amount of energy.
7: Hey, Speaking gonna, go, <clears throat> back. Go ahead. Coach, I know it's just day two of those days, but kind of an overarching question with all the new additions and then with a lot of key players leaving, do you feel like that core chemistry is still there? Again, I know it's early, but do you feel like you feel that with the players?
9: Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I believe it's there. Um, uh, I think it starts with Pat and Kels and, you know, some of the guys that are returning. We had some young guys that were returning. that I think is <clears throat> is real positive for uh, for both sides of the ball and special teams. But I think, on the other hand, I think it's also a time to develop your own personality as a football team. And so they'll get in there and, and there'll be some highs, there'll be some lows as they work through everything. And, and then you're going to come out with, with what they are, you know, uh, what this team is. And, um... But I, I feel confident we have the the right personalities. I feel confident that we, uh, you know, we've got good players. So looking forward to it. We'll go last through. Go Todd, by and Herbie.
7: Uh, speaking of Pat, um, you've always talked about him being a mature guy, but you know, some of the pieces are falling into place in his life. Like you know, he started a family. Now it's not a newborn, right? So a little bit easier there. He's gotten married. He's not having to deal with rehab from a surgery this season. Is he enjoying this off-season process a little bit more? Are you seeing you know? Are you seeing a, a, a positive benefit of the, the, those pieces of his personal life falling into place? Yeah, I've
9: talked to him about that. I mean, he he knows that this is another step in life, and and he understands that. You know, he understands that that baby's gonna cry every once in a while, and that he's gotta get up and let mom relax. He gets all that. So, um, uh, but he's handling that with, with with good graces, and he's done. Uh, you know, the energy that he brought to bring the guys down to Texas, I think, was a real positive. So. Um, you know, that's, that's all part of the maturation process as you go forward. Bye.
7: Andy, you've got a young man from Nigeria with you that has quite a path here. And I, I'm just curious if you've had any chance to speak with him or, or taking any impressions of his, of his story
8: or, or what, 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 he's doing here. I,
9: I have talked to him. Um, he is interesting. He, um, uh, uh, you know, he hasn't been able to do anything with us so he gets his work visa, all the paperwork done. So, um. So I don't know much about that part. but He, he seems to enjoy it here. He's uh, engaged with people. Uh, he hasn't been able to do anything. So. But yeah. in the system through which he came, that seems to
3: be sort of a new tributary. Yeah, I to, probably can't detail that for yeah, you, but yeah.
9: I'm glad he's here. Yeah. Last one, Herb.
0: Apologies for ending this on a somber note. At the beginning of your comments, you had mentioned the shootings in Buffalo and in Texas. Um, Steve Kerr had some strong comments. Frank Reich had some strong comments. How much should coaches at professional levels
3: use this platform to speak out on that type of
9: violence? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has their own opinion. I think the bottom line is uh, it's got to stop. And what can we do to help? I stop I'm not sure I have the answer other than if we see signs of something then as parents and as you know teachers or whomever uh, try to help that person out and mm-hmm. get them, get them into a place where they can get things straight. but right now there's too many things happening <clears throat> up here in the cranial compartment that we need to that are, that are killing people, not good. Not good. For whatever reason, it's not good. And it's more than it's ever been, and it's, you know, it's got to stop.
0: That'll do it for today and this week on Beat Kansas City. Thanks to Randy Mason for working late and put together today's show, and to the staff of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. You know I'm a big fan of the Morning Sports Edition. You will be, too. Go to liveedition.kansascity.com for more information. Thanks for listening, and come back for more next week on Sportsbeat KC.